International Women's Day week. Heck, it could be month. It could be year. To all the ladies out there, we appreciate what you do each and every day. Donovan Bailey is there. I am Jason Portwana. Wagwan. I'm here, man. I'm here. And I'm so glad we're doing a show this week because, uh, you know, again, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm unabashed mama boy. So for me, and I know that for you, um, you know, we're always honoring mom and that's, and that's what I'm saying. We don't need a day. Uh, we don't need a week. We don't need a month uh, for all the spectacular, um, starting with my mom, of course, for all the spectacular females that allow us all uh, to get up every day and do the things that we do. We honor you. That's right. Might, might we say she's she's royal? Uh, how about we go there? I mean, yeah, come she's on. Royal. You royal. Know we are nothing without you. So we appreciate you every minute, every hour, every day, week, month, year, lifetime. And uh, on this show, we are going to shout out the ladies talking women's sprinting. We are going to talk women's basketball. We are going to talk women's soccer. We're going to talk about two big achievements by ladies. Julie Black will join us on the show talking about her moment, if you will, at the NBA All-Star Game. And Charmaine Crooks, hey, former sprinter, you know Charmaine well, making big waves in terms of uh, Canada soccer. Charmaine's not a sprinter, but that's okay. That's just that's just. Oh me. come that's, on, eight hundred. That's sprinting she, to me. She was a she she was a she was a she was a, a nice Olympian. At the eight hundred five times. We're just messing around, man. Yeah, she's done good. Yeah, of course. So we'll talk about that as we go along. Let's get this show off and running. And yes, Ooh, indoor championships, Euro style, ladies first. And it's both Kabin, Kabunji and Svoboda out quickly, but Kabunji holds her form over the final 30 metres and she takes it, equaling the championship record, subject to confirmation of seven seconds exactly. Seven seconds exactly, and it wasn't even close. You know, when you have an indoor race, usually it's a tight finish DB, but uh, this was a one-horse race. Absolutely. You know what? I actually thought that Dale Nader was going to show up and do some things. Uh, but, uh, you know, Kamunji, again, she, of course, she was spectacular. And, 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 and I don't think it's always been very consistent. You can see exactly what has happened indoors. She's working on her drive phase. You, again, uh, what I always talk about indoors being the consolation prize for everything. But it's very clear that a lot of these athletes are excited about what it is that they're going to be doing outdoors. And she, you can see, is fantastic. She's been very yeah. consistent. She's been very consistent indoors. You know that she's trying to put her race form together for the outdoors. And I think her showing up the Europeans and sticking another uh, title in there uh, does well for her brand, uh, does well for, you know, uh, what her racing will look like outdoors. And it looks like, um, you know, she's going to be the one, one of the women that we'll be talking about uh, as, soon as, um, as soon as they move that uh, to the outdoors. The Swiss Miss doing her thing. So she was convincing. The guys' race was a lot tighter. Let's get that call. Jacobs away very well. So too Larson alongside him. Ceccarelli now flying. Coppet going well on the inside. It's going to be an Italian 1-2 with Ceccarelli taking the board. It's 6.48 unofficially. So the fact that it's a 1-2 finish for Italy is not surprising. But... Unless you box that exacta, 
chances are you got it wrong. A lot of people had Jacobs winning the race over Ciccarelli. Ciccarelli's yeah. first time representing the Italian senior men's squad, and that's what he does. Got to give it up. Well, I, I got to tell you, listen, Jason, I mean, yeah, we know. We know that your bet was that that um, that Jacobs wasn't going to win the Europeans, but mine was. I mean, I really thought that um, he has been he had been there before. Uh, sometimes when you have a rookie, as in, as in Ciccarelli, right. uh, you know, these guys panic under the bright lights. And it's clear that, here's the thing, watch the race over and over again. And mm -hmm. Ciccarelli really ran blind. At 23 years old, for yep. the first time, I'm watching 60 meters. There's no chance they can run that race outdoors, even come eighth. Like maybe in seventh, sixth, whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying, he, he, he hit his head down and he goes in a drive phase for 60 meters. Yeah. I mean, mind you, he ran 6'4". So, so, so just saying that alone, this kid is a great big talent. Jacobs looked like he had an injury or appeared that he had an injury uh, in his semifinals. I actually probably didn't know that he'd show up for the finals. But the fact is that he showed up, maybe showed that one, um, you know, he's going to run through injuries. Two, he understands that with track and field, especially in the short sprints, uh, you know, in the major power sprints, that it's going to come with adversity. And 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 regardless of what happens, maybe he's trying, like, I, mean, I think that you and I have talked about it, maybe he's, he's trying to prove that, you know, what he did wasn't a fluke. The one-time thing when, you know, there was no, no fans in the stands, uh, you know, he won. Uh, mind he ran 980. So you know, again, this you know the fact exactly. that there's there's a there's a time on the clock. Nobody nobody can argue that point. But yeah, I didn't think that he was going to show up for the finals. But the fact that he did is great. Hopefully, he takes some time off and whatever the whatever the the the, the injury is, he can get that he can get that fixed. Uh, he looks he he ran 650. That's no slouch. Still no. means that he's on nine that he that he can run 980. Easy outdoors. He's a tall guy. If he gets this transition right, and 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 uh, and if he and if he if he does all the things that he's supposed to do, he certainly can run nine eight. So, again, as you said, the surprise winner of the sixty um, is 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 Chicarelli. Young kid. Mm -hmm. He the, the entire race with a dry face. Just watch that. Yeah. Oh, I saw. Stood up and opened at any time, right? Yep. So, the, so I'm saying to you that I love the fact that you have a kid that goes, um, you know, stays in his race, try and execute as best as possible. Keep he probably kept his head down because he didn't want to be distracted uh, by anyone that might or might not not have been around him. <laughs> Good on the kid, man. He's got his first international senior title, and man, good on him. I actually, I, I'm looking to see. Uh, what he's going to do outdoors because he cannot execute the 100 meters no. like he did that 60. No, no, you're right. I think if that race was 62 meters, Jacobs right. wins. Jacobs wins. You're right. He was just right. all out for the 60. And uh, hey, good on him. He got the win, and it's a feel-good moment. Uh, other results from that meet at, um, what was it, Istanbul? What was it? Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful place. Uh, yeah. Istanbul, yeah, Istanbul, yeah. Turkey. Right. So yeah. 
Other results from that, uh, Femke being Femke, uh, winning the 400. Karsten won the 400 as well. Uh, the Dutch women um, just doing their thing in the 4x4 relay. Uh, it was a good event overall. Nice results. I think Mondo won, right? Mondo de Plantis won. The, well, I think he made the world record earlier, so I don't even remember that, that result. But if he did compete, I'm very certain he won. Right. In the, in the, in the pole vault. Always yeah, wins. Yeah, but yeah, but as you were saying though, I mean, it's it's uh, you know, you know, he's expected. Carson is 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 expected also. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. you've got you know, two athletes who run who run the four hundred over sticks, which is running the four hundred is 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 a crazy event in the first place. Just because just the human body will break down no matter what, and it's clear that both of these athletes are looking forward to the outdoors, and mm -hmm. and adding another European title is also not a bad thing does break the monotony of training and they get to show out to their fans uh you know and, and this year in budapest for the world outdoor championships world track and field championships it's going to be fire and i'm looking forward to that oh i can't wait and i think i think the planters if i'm not mistaken skipped the euro indoors i think just well, as the week expensive. the week prior did break the world record right so just you said right. okay I, I've done enough. Let, let's let's get to somebody else's name on the uh, winning poll for once. But you're right. Overall, it was a phenomenal event. Um, three days uh, that I watched were just phenomenal in terms of results and speed and achievements and Jason Joseph. The list goes on and on and on. But uh, right now we're going to switch gears on this edition of Donovan Bailey running things. Uh, he is the man and I'm the guy who's just lucky enough to uh, – co-host with him appreciate you joining us for this and every edition of the podcast uh catch it weekly basketball uh some interesting developments we've got a, a bunch of things to cover ja morant um kevin durant getting hurt in warm-ups which is something you don't usually see and freddie van fleet of the toronto raptors went absolutely off after the raptors game where he felt the refs just weren't giving him a fair shake here's what he had to say I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bull tech. So, you know, with words like that, you're in trouble. So that's why he came out and prefaced the whole statement by saying, I don't care. I know I'm going to get fined, but I'm going to say what's on my chest. Uh, he did exactly that. Um, first of all, before we get your take on what he had to say, are you surprised that it's 30,000? Because for me, I thought it was going to be a lot more than that. When Steph Curry threw his mouth guard, that was 25,000 for throwing his mouth guard. This guy purposely popped off and only got $5,000 more in terms of the fine. You know what? I don't. It, like, trips know everything. I mean, I'm always going to the athlete side. So, right. uh, you know, I, I wasn't surprised at the uh, first of all. I wasn't surprised at the fine. Freddie knew he was going to get fined, oh, and yeah. I love the fact that he prefaced it by saying, "Yes, I don't care about it." I mean, it's a, because it's about time. I, I believe that uh, you know I, I, that that, that there's there, there's some onus being put on the referee. I, I believe that. That Freddie was in his right to to you know to to at least criticize bad calls. I mean you know I mean at the end of the day, athletes are going to get called for playing bad because you're getting paid to play the game. So if there's some refereeing that sucks, 
then why not? Why is it that why is it that uh, the, the 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 referee uh, you know has zero liability? How many people, Jason, buy tickets to go watch the referee? Oh, you're right. You're you're one hundred percent right. And and as a ref, as one who officiates, because that's what I do, I can exactly. tell you, you need to have thicker skin. I mean, we've got the liberty to find, suspend, do whatever we want. But you can't take that as a liberty, in my opinion. So I, I'm not saying the ref was wrong, not saying he's right. I just like to see refs have thicker skins to deal with more because, like you said, th- let the players play. I'm not saying that right. just let them get away with anything. But I think right. at times, as an official, you need to have a thicker skin. Well, I look at any, I look at any sport. I look at any sport as a really good meal, right? And a referee really is just the garnish. That's what. That's really what they are. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the people who, yeah, but they're they're the people who study the rules of the game, and their job is to make sure that you know those. I mean, the rules that was designed and made for the game is followed. Very simple, right? I mean, but when you're when when you have people that are going in, and 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 changing you know, the outcome, then they deserve to be criticized. You know, again, just like the players. If, you know, a lot of these athletes that are, that, 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 that and, and these are athletes, and I'm just making this a broad brush. Any, so I'm talking basketball, but certainly it's right across, it's right across, uh, you know, all sports. Professional athletes, they know the rules. So if there's no referees there, right, they would right. still play the game. But it's so good to have someone there. It's like watching a boxing competition and someone is counting punches just to make sure that in case somebody doesn't knock out somebody, that you at least know that one guy connected more than the other guy or one person connected more than the other person so you can go, hey, that guy had 10, you had 8, then he wins, right? right. So, I, I, so again, I absolutely am on board with Fred. He has the right... Uh, you know, to criticize uh, these referees. Uh, and, and these referees, really, uh, they should never, a referee should never be cause, uh, you know, to determine the outdoor, the, the outcome of any single game. They, they, they should right. never be. These, these guys should be there. Uh, they should be garnish, garnishes uh, on a plate. Right. Uh, you know, they, they, and, and, and at the end of the day, we all realize that even those referees, that's making a very good living, uh, they've got to understand that without those players on the court, they have no job. They have absolutely no job, no job and no career. So, so yeah, it, it, it should be a cohesive unit. Let the players play, and their job should never, ever to be, you know, to be uh, a stall, you know, right. or, or at all to be, at all uh, should be, uh, they, they should de- determine any, any outcome of any game. Yeah, you you can't take things personally, especially as a referee. You got to exactly. be the, the the better man. If you say to him, "Listen, one more like that, and you're getting teed up," okay, that's fine. At least you've warned him. But right, right. away the other night when Scotty Barnes got thrown out uh, too, it's just kind of like what? Like, yeah, I just don't get it. You just can't take it, like I said, uh, as a liberty. Um, hopefully. You know, the two will not be anywhere near each other for the next little while because even Freddie said it. If you look at most of my technicals throughout my career, it's been with Ben Taylor refing. So, you know, it's oh, somewhat geez. valid argument that certain refs just have it in for certain players. But um, you, anyways, some, let's move think, on. Do you, 
do you, do you, do you, yeah, we're going to move on in a second. But do you, mm. do you think that, do you think that, that Ben, you know, has it, has it in for Van Fleet? Because clearly if, 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 if Freddie is calling him out and there's a history, there's right. some valid points there, man. Right. Yeah. You know what? And the NBA has got to clean things up, whether it be with the officiating. I mean, to me, if the NBA wanted to send a stern message to Freddie and the rest of the guys, $30,000 is not it. I'm sorry. Like I said, you charge him 5000 more than Steph got for throwing a mouth guard. What Freddie did was premeditated. He knew he was going to go out there and blast Ben Taylor. And he got $5,000 more in terms of his fine. So the NBA has got to clean things up on both ends. And, and uh, I've never played professional basketball, but I've played a lot of sports where I felt at times the officiating you know, was against me for whatever the reason. But anyways... Uh, John Moran, let's get a hot take there from you quickly because obviously we know all about the incident in the club with the gun and was not a good look. He talked about uh, some mental problems at the time. NBA decided to take no disciplinary action. I think the police also decided not to do anything. But just a, a quick thought from you in terms of what went on there. You know, I love John Moran's game. And and yeah. John Moran's probably the greatest and probably the most exciting player uh, you know, playing basketball in the National Basketball League today. He's probably the most exciting, one, the most exciting or one of the most exciting basketball player today. Uh, you know, it, it's it, for, for me, Jason, uh, there's a couple of takes with this. One, uh, I don't know what the kid is doing with a gun. Uh, so let's start there. Two, I don't know what a kid is doing with a gun in a club, right? Uh, three, uh, you know, it's it, he, he has a great relationship with his parents. And I know that, I'm no, I know that growing up, and I'm, you're probably the same way, growing up, I had a healthy, we'll say healthy respect for my dad, because even, you know, before my dad passed away, I had manners and respect for him, because I know that whatever it is my actions were, I was actually managing my culture. I was actually representing him. I was representing my family, my, you know, my country, whatever it is. And so my take on this is, is, is real simple. I'm not, I'm not here to give John Rant advice. I don't know. But he's in a situation right now where he's at the end of his rookie contract, uh, is, is, is his rookie contract. Yeah. He's about to be paid north of $250 million. So, like, he has... We spot generational wealth for generations, right? And so I'm. Th so the reason why I, I'm saying, I, I mean, I don't. So I see no reason why it is that he has a gun. Uh, John Moran, you got a lot of money. Hire a security guard. Um, hire a security man to travel with you if 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 you think that 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 that's that 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 that's something that that you need to deal with. Uh, two, I think you should have a conversation with your dad, and I think your dad need to be your. I think your dad need to be your dad at this point. Uh, then be your friend. And I think you you know have a conversation with your mom. And your mom needs to be your mom, then to be your friend. You have $250 million coming to you, my boy. Um, you can mess that up by actually doing something silly. I don't know who your, you know, who your associations are, or, you know, or who your friends might be. Probably pick real friends. Pick friend that'll be that'll say to you, dude, what the hell are you doing? What don't do that dumb stuff. You can't be hanging out with you if you're going to do that dumb stuff, regardless. I'm just saying to you, as a public person, as a public person, I know that the friends that I have are the friends that, 
the friends I've had for, for, for many, many years. A lot of times people thought it was an entourage. It was actually my boys. But I tell you what's, on, what, what's great about that friendship is that we're always honest with each other. So again, I'm saying to John Moran, please have some friends around you can call you out when you're doing crazy things. Uh, you know, again, with your parents, please be parents, especially in this situation. Your kid's only 23 years old and he, he needs some direction. And also, if he's having some mental health, you've got the NBA is a multi-billion dollar business. There is a ton of qualified people that can help you talk through any mental issues that you might have. And there's a ton of resource. All I'm saying to you is look back to your parents and that and that and that support system that brought you to this point. Understand also that the friends that you have might not be real friends if they're allowing you to do that crazy stuff. And three, and this is probably the most important one, if you're having mental health issues, look around you, man. You can get professional help. Go to someplace where someone's gonna come in. Um, whose opinion is completely unbiased, so their job is only there to help you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, unfortunate. I mean, you know, there are so many young kids looking up to these athletes, trying to, you know, emulate them, be who they mm -hmm. are on the court, be who they are off the court, and that was not a good look. So, uh, yeah, just hopefully, and we got to remember, he is a kid, like you said. I mean, we look at John Absolutely. Morant thinking he's a seasoned veteran. He's a kid. You know, still playing in that yeah. rookie contract. But uh, we all make mistakes. The key is learning from them. Kevin Durant out three weeks, maybe a little bit more with that ankle injury. How detrimental is this going to be to Phoenix, in, in your opinion? Dude, that's just tough to watch because, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I'm excited. I mean, we, I mean, I play basketball, but us, both of us being very, you know, like huge basketball fans, I'm, I was looking forward to this, you know, to, to see the rise of the Phoenix. Since, right. since oh man that's pretty good here see the see the rise of phoenix after the after the the, the durant trade now i mean the, i was watching the warm and yes as an athlete sometimes just freak accidents happen yeah and man the guy was just going on for a layup and you landed wrong i've rolled my ankle a couple of times it's not nice god i hope that i hope that he get you know you know mark Lindsay or, or one of the you know, excellent to release, uh, you know, therapists that's around the world can find him, you know, and, and, and fix that ankle because I would like to see him, you know, come back and come back quickly. I don't know what the effect's going to be right now to Phoenix. I mean, clearly they're doing well. I think certainly they, they'll make the playoffs. Uh, I actually want to see, you know, as a cohesive unit, how he worked with Booker. Uh, that's going to obviously take, I mean, it looked like they were, they were, they were, they, they, like they were, they were, they were, they were the meshing really good. Um, but again, it's going to take a little while for, for him to come back. Listen, he, these are professional people. Kevin will come back. Phoenix will be ready. And hopefully sooner rather than later, so we can get to see good basketball with each team at their full strength, uh, you know, so we can see what everyone's got. We can see what everyone's made of. Looking forward to him returning. I think they'll be okay. Can weather the storm until he gets back. Uh, let's go back in time right now to the NBA All-Star break.
I just feel like we should just keep playing it and playing it because to be honest, I'm getting boost gumps. You heard me right, boost gumps because <laughs> Julie Black, Donovan, I, I don't even know what she's saying about her voice is just mesmerizing. And that was the scene recently at the 2023 All-Star Game NBA, obviously, in Utah. And we are thrilled to have the voice of one Julie Black with the video as well on the program. Julie, great to see you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, of course. Now, Donovan, we'll let you get your take in a second. But Julie, it's been, you oh, know. thank you. you. Yes, of course. We'll, we'll let you chime in for a little bit. But Julie, no. are, are you surprised? At, I don't want to say, well, it is kind of flat, but are you just surprised at the reaction you got? Or were you expecting this when you had that uh, little bit of a lyrical change, if you will? I'm totally surprised. I did it really to honor close friends of mine who are Indigenous. Um, I recognize this is the largest sports stage that sings the Canadian, that has the Canadian anthem. Uh, but in that landscape, the Canadian anthem was like the tiniest part of the event. They treated me with respect, love. It was great. They treated me well. But it's an American event. And uh, and so I thought I could just kind of put some kale in the smoothie, you know? You make like a <laughs> strawberry banana smoothie and tuck a little kale in there. And that's that's how I thought. I didn't think people would respond the way they did. Well, Julie, um, one, thanks for, thanks for coming on with us, man. I mean, uh, you know, uh, first of all, I'm very happy to have you on. And as we're celebrating uh, International Women's Day or Women's Month or, or whatever, I just always want to give you your flowers as one of the greatest vocalists that's out there. And I'm not actually putting a, a, a geographic, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not putting geography on that. You're one of the greatest vocalists out there. One, you know that I'm in your corner. Uh, but more importantly, uh, you know, as a public person like you are, uh, I don't, I actually, I mean, I was telling Jason about this, I actually see no reason whatsoever that you would get any flat because I know, as you do, from the indigenous community, and, and obviously we got to give them their flowers knowing that we're on their land. Uh, I know from them that you're a first-round draft choice, as am I, <laughs> right? So I so I just I just wanted to kind of bring you on and 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 give you your flowers as one of the greatest vocalists out there. So again, uh, you know, for all my fans around the globe, when you see this woman, uh, if she is having a concert in your country or your town, get out and go see her. So uh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I mean, Jason already asked you, you know, where where the flat came from. Mm -hmm. um, I still think that the like the blowback or the negative. Um, the negative, uh, well, response, one of the negative responses you got was probably not from the person that did it. Did you kind of feel that way too? Oh, absolutely. I think, I, you know, the person saying, look, as far as that post I put on my Instagram, that, and I'm also an Indian person or, you know, that was just kind of cliche. Um, right. But I, I appreciate the negative. Like, really, there's a conversation happening. Ah. I, I'm excited for the negative. It's like, okay, this is the one time in my 29-year career that's like BBC, LA Times, Washington Post, New York Times, yeah. all these things, right? <laughs> and about something meaningful about in, in Black History Month, I took the light yeah. off of me being a Black person, put the light on Indigenous matters, perspectives, and lives. And mm -hmm. now, and as a first-generation Canadian, I know that my parents migrated here and raised us mm -hmm. on Indigenous land. It's, it, I did a land acknowledgement, just vocally. Right. Well, I mean, again, I think that there. Unfortunately, we live in we live in a world still that that um, 
people are trying to minimize where we are and, and what we are all doing here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always laugh at people who say to to especially some of the cultures, um, well, especially the, the with the you know the racial the non-racial cultures, uh, to go back to where you come from. Right. Now, I don't know. I always say to Jason, I'm like Bridget, I don't know any Jamaican that would never want to go back to Jamaica. Frankly, <laughs> in all, even my friends from Eastern Europe, I mean, you know, Greece, my friends from all over the planet. It's funny enough that those people who are who are, who are culturally sensitive to where they're from, anyways, they mm. always want to go back. It just simply means that it simply means that there's a tiny segment of people who believe that they got here, and apparently the people that they saw or the forefathers saw when they got there. They don't deserve to get their flowers. So I'm so happy, happy that you did it, man. So happy. Thank you. Thank you. It's a moment, it's a moment in history. I feel like, you know, my, my late mom would be very, very proud. Um, and I'm I'm grateful. I I tell people, I'm like, I'm in a space. I'm 45 years old now. And right. I, I love aging. I love being wise. You, you know, I love experience. I love sharing. Vulnerability is one of my biggest superpowers. And um, I'm like, yo, let's... Let's go. Let's go. Let's do a class, do a grace. And I'm excited. I'm smiling and I'm grateful. Of course, so as you should be age. smiling. No, 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 no. Maybe, you're, maybe you're at that age where it, it just, you're going to say whatever you want. Maybe it's not age, right? Is it the age? Is the wisdom? What is it? I think it's a, com- a combination of things. I mean, truly, without getting, you know, sad and morbid, like I cared for my mom her last year. And so, right. you know, her last breath became my first full breath. I tell people all the time. Wow. Like I was walking wow. through life wheezing. I was taking these shallow breaths metaphorically. You know what I mean? And when and she lived 81 years and I was like, mm. wow, I was 40 at the time. I'm like, if I get my mom's lifespan, this is day one for me. I'm, bra- I'm, wow. I'm reborn. Right. And wow. that changed everything for me. It, it had me really start looking into transgenerational trauma and prenatal trauma and all the things like just really healing myself going on that journey. And this is, I don't, if I wasn't prepared mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, I mean, I, the announcer clearly saw something he liked, you know, when he was. <laughs> Julie, <laughs> uh, hey, we know if mm. you could do it all over again, you wouldn't change a thing. And uh, we appreciate you. And, and just quickly, before we let you go, yeah. what's next for Julie Black? Where can we follow you, see you, watch you, hear you? Yes, well, Three Rocks and a Slingshot, uh, my album came out just about four months ago. So that's still brand new and fresh. And I, my, my, my saying on today is what's next is what's now. Right. Being very, very present. Follow me on social media and I'll, you'll find out what's going on there. And um, at Miss Julie Black on Instagram. And, you know, you can see me. You might catch me on a shopper's drug mart. So. <laughs> we, we're going to keep it up. Hey, we appreciate it. Very nice uh, to meet you. Again, because I know we've met before, we're going to uh, speak with you oh, again. Oh, 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 there is. Depending on when this is airing, March yep. March 26th, yep. I am doing a Women's Heritage event at the Four Seasons Toronto, 12 to 5. We're going to have a panel. We're going to be doing step aerobics, yoga, meditation, and uh, really breaking down the stigma around BIPOC. Yeah, the whole thing. We need to all now support one another in a whole other way. So March 26th. Can men come, Julie? Can men yeah. come to that? Yeah, all genders. Yes, all genders. Okay. We watch Jason, men. You're, we're you're, there. Jason, you're going to represent us. You're going to go. We're there. Jason, we're you there. better, you know. You better. All right. Okay. Appreciate the time. We'll, we'll have okay. you on the show again soon. 
Awesome having Julie on the show, man. That was uh, such a treat. On the heels of that, let's talk about uh, Charmaine Crooks as we continue on with our International Women's Day Week festivities. And Charmaine, you know, making history recently, Donovan. I mean, last week we were wrapping up the show and uh, you getting word almost before anybody else that she's taking over uh, Soccer Canada for the women. And she's the first lady to do so and the first person of color to do so. Yeah, man, congratulations, Charmaine. Uh, you know, as soon as she got the job, she'd sent me a note. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's, she's definitely an Olymp, one of the one of the longtime Olympians, never made it to the podium individually, but but one of the ladies that's um that's been out there grinding it out for a very long time and and um you know, just dude grinding it out, you know, going on every board and association and you know, a lot of free work. So it's really good to see. I mean, it's not certainly not in athletics. But it's very good to see Charmaine excelling. I mean, I think she's—I think she was on the board, the soccer uh, um, um, board for a while, board of advisors for a while. You know, I hope that she does a great job. Uh, it's clear that she's taking over at a time when, whew, man, I mean, it's it's a tough, yeah, it's a tough time. Exactly. Uh, it's a it's a tough time. I, you know, she's got my support. I wish her wish her all the best. Uh, you know, I, I hope that um, everybody, uh, and I hope I hope I make this very clear. I hope that everybody allows her to come in and and show her leadership uh you know uh and give her some time you know to to at least acclimatize herself uh, you know and to do some good work so again congratulations to her uh i think that she'll do a good job and she certainly have put the work in i mean we always talk about putting the work in uh she has to put the work in years and years and years and years you know putting her um putting her support uh behind uh amateur sport I'm glad to actually finally get a paying job uh, in sport that will allow her uh, to do her thing. Yeah, that, that's a tough spot. You mentioned it. The timing, it, I'm not going to say it's impeccable because it's a tough spot that she's in, but she's going to take over from Nick Bontis, who departed. Now, I do believe that um, in May, if she wins she'll actually take over until the spring of 2024 in terms of this position. So to be continued. And you're right. She's got the resume, a five-time Olympian. She's got that silver medal you touched on. She's got the order of Canada, like one of us here on the show. And and it's not me. So yeah, she's definitely worthy of this. And and I hope it works out, man. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. We can all support her, Jason. And obviously we both will do that. And and I'm encouraging all our friends, uh, friends, family, and fans to, to do the same. All right. One thing left to do. You know what time it is. Let's run that anchor leg. A cleaning stage with Donovan Bailey is pouring it up. Oh, can never get enough of that theme. Well, we're talking ladies, so hey, let's talk more about this. And the first ever WNBA game is about to hit the court in Canada. Toronto, actually, the site. And Donovan, if you don't have tickets, you know what? Well, you'll get tickets because you're Donovan Bailey. But for the rest of us who have to pay and buy tickets, forget about it because the game between the Sky and the Lynx already basically sold out. Well, first of all, I think that's excellent, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the WNBA is certainly, I mean, women's professional basketball, uh, you know, and, and you know, and, and we, you know that you and I are huge supporters of, of the NBA. 
Yep. You know, so I, I certainly, I, if I'm in town, I certainly want to catch the game. And I'm so happy that Canada has been so supportive of women's sports, especially women's basketball. Uh, you know, we know that, you know, I, I think that um, Drake had mentioned um, that he wanted to I actually buy, I think I'd heard that he wanted to buy a franchise. So this would be, this would be a really good, you know, asset uh, for, the, for the city. And uh, if we go out and support them, maybe we will get our own uh, WNBA Raptors. Uh, you know, go. so that, that would be excellent. So I, I'm looking forward to the game. May 13th, Chicago Sky, inside Scotiabank Arena, tipping with the Minnesota Lynx. I do believe a preseason affair. Uh, let's talk a little UFC. And how about John Bones Jones? Uh, triumphant return after being away for three years. And he wins the heavyweight title. So I think he's got um, two titles now at two different classifications, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, he was a light heavyweight. I mean, yeah, he, was okay. a, he was he was he was a light heavyweight. But yeah, dude, I, I you know I you know I, I mean again, I'm a fan of UFC. I'm a fan of boxing and UFC, but uh, combat sport more boxing than UFC. If I need to qualify that, but you know what, I watched it. Like again, I think that 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 was probably the biggest combat event around the globe. I did not think that he was going to make such easy work. And my God, dude, this was done in like seconds. Well, it seemed like seconds to me. You know, I thought that these guys <laughs> were going to go at it. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see when you have two big brute, brute of men, you know, going at each other, man mountain missiles, uh, fighting each other. I didn't think it was going to end that quickly. But it's very clear that John Jones did not lose a step. And I'm looking forward to him fighting Stipe. I'm looking forward to him. Well, I'm looking forward to him fighting Stipe. Let's just go there. Uh, because, you know, they're, they're both quite similar. John just seems like he's got an edge in the crazy, in, on the crazy train mode. He just seems that he literally can kill you with both hands. And I think that a lot of people are going to be looking forward to when he fights Stipe, I think in the spring, sometime. All I know is I loved when they asked him about the goat, and he said, bah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, you know, some elite fighters he joins in terms of winning at two different weight classifications. Conor McGregor comes to mind. Uh, Daniel Cormier comes to mind as well. So good on John Bones Jones. Let's talk a little NFL. We, we don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going. That is still being watched as we speak. Uh, Lamar Jackson, franchised by the Baltimore Ravens. So no matter what team tries to sign him, Baltimore has at least the right to match it. Are you surprised that it's come down to this for Lamar? First, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, first, uh, Aaron, uh, Raiders, man, Raiders, Vegas. Vegas, <laughs> we, we, need, we, need, we need a quarterback up there. Yes, I, I, you know what? I, I think a lot of NFL players, like from the Lamar situation, it appears, it's not me, it appears that a lot of NFL players are speaking out on the Lamar situation because, dude, Deshaun Watson signed a massive contract, uh, guaranteed, and it appears by, 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 by what a lot of uh, NFL players are saying, there's some collusion in the Lamar situation. And dude, I just I want the kid to just kind of go someplace. Former MVP, like he should be, he he actually is should be the top free agent in the market right now. So I'm actually surprised that that one, you know, the franchise tag was placed on him, uh, which again allowed like I I think that he was maybe he was trying to get out of Baltimore, 
to go and breathe easy and play back and play uh, football somewhere else. But yeah, I was quite I quite surprised that the the, the franchise tag was was put on him. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm just hoping I'm hoping for him to get out of the situation uh, and let's enjoy him, you know, being one of the best at his position. Two more to go quickly. Tiger Woods, crazy story. I don't know if you heard of it. Um, Thirty million dollars. His girlfriend is ex girlfriend is suing him for because. Uh, Tiger wanted her out, so Tiger said, we're going on vacation. Apparently, he dropped her at the airport and then took off, went back home and locked the doors and changed the locks. So she's now suing him for $30 million. Dude, well, yeah, listen, I mean, Tiger's my boy. And, man, you just got to make some – you just got to make some better selections. You know, hey, don't don't – don't, I guess my, my assumption is, you know, don't take from the pool of your staff, you know, at your restaurant. To date next time. I mean, at least, you know, you know, hey, Lindsey Vaughn seemed to at least right up their alley. They I mean these they broke up and it's amicable. Right. So I'm thinking, Tiger, next time, you know, go find a tennis player or you know, find a golfer, find you know, find someone is that that's at least on your level. So you don't get into this situation again. And finally, feel good story. An 81-year-old man in California of all places was trapped in his car under snow, and he survived eating croissants, candy, biscotti. So, yeah, I guess it was a deserted highway uh, where they found him. I had to just throw that in. I want to know, what do you keep in your car in case of an emergency? I mean, I know you probably got the blankets and stuff like that. What kind of food are you keeping in your car in case you get stranded? Food? No. Dude, I have gum. Maybe. I I have a bottle of water. And gum. And usually, all year round, I've got my golf clubs, though, you know, in the trunk. So I'd have to navigate as to how it is I'll get, I'll get to, you know, go get in a Range Rover. I have no idea how it is I'll get from inside the car to the trunk. Uh, but if I'm trapped on the inside, don't know. But what I have in there is gum and maybe, maybe a bottle of water. That's probably been sitting in there wow. way too long. Okay, well, I hope you don't get trapped. At least my man had some sweets, and he survived and was rescued by authorities. He, he apparently was able to wind the window down and eat a little bit of snow as well. So just a great story, and I thought it was a nice way to wrap things up in terms of this podcast. We appreciate the company. Thank you for that. Each and every week, you can share, download, uh, subscribe, follow, like, do all those fun things. Just be a part of Donovan Bailey running things as we salute. Our ladies, as part of International Women's Day Week. Yeah, we absolutely salute the ladies. And to end this all, I mean, if you're in Canada, uh, please stay safe and, and get warm and, and, and try to avoid this, this snowstorm. And if you're not, stay safe. And we'll see you next week.